The following is a presentation of A's Cast, your free 24-7 nonstop destination for A's baseball. Go to athletics.com slash A's Cast to download the app. Restrictions apply. This is A's Cast Live, your comprehensive look at the Oakland Athletics. And Mike Fires has thrown his second no-hitter. And 29 other MLB clubs. 2-2 pitch on Trout, and he blasts one. Way back! It's one out. Join us as we take you inside the baseball universe. From the opener to launch angles to clutch moments, we have you covered. Spend your afternoon with us next from the town, only on A's Cast Live. A's Cast Live. Here's Chris Townsend. How we doing, A's fans? It is time for A's Cast Live from the A's Road Studio. And we got a good one for you today, and we may be going longer than you think. Because we might have some issues with the rain today. But that's what happens in the Midwest. I've given my opinion on it. I don't know how much more I can say. When you talk about how Everybody should have a retractable roof if you don't play in California. It's the bottom line. And I know that's sacrilege, Fenway Park, Wrigley Field, Yankee Stadium. They all have rain delays. Their rain delays are at St. Louis, Missouri should have a retractable roof. So we're going to be on here till about 3.15 and then... We're going to get into A's total access, but uh, don't be shocked if we have a little rain delay theater today, but that's okay. Because yesterday fried me. We we're only on for like an hour and 10 minutes. I need more than that. I, got, I research. I got too much stuff. The Bob Melvin Show is going to be today. This is the place where you get the Bob Melvin Show. You don't get it anywhere else. It's the weekly conversation with Bob, and I believe we're going to have David. This is where you get the David Four show. We're going to have David on Friday. Is that right, Commander Cody, or is it Thursday? Is it tomorrow? All right, so we'll have David Force on tomorrow. Do we know the uh, Do we know the time, the exact time? 4.30. 4.30, we will have David Force. You know one of the best things about being married is that question that, so the wife right now is at the mall, and she's asking me my shoe size. And it's very tough to start a live show and answer shoe size because, really, it depends on how the shoe's made. I can be anywhere between a 10 and a a 9.5. We're dealing with a lot of stuff here today. I saw an article, and it really got me going today. And we will get into A's Cardinals, get into win last night, as Bob Melvin made some moves in the fifth that really paid off. And you know how much he likes Chad Pender. If you don't know how much he likes Chad Pender, Bob is a big Chad Pender fan. He's a bigger Chad Pender fan than everybody in the organization. He wants to play him as much as possible. He had Chad Pender step up for him, pinch hit, and got a dinger in the fifth inning. So I know Bob's going to be happy about that. So we got to get into that. And yesterday was an interesting day in the career of Liam Hendricks. Yesterday, June 25th, we'll go over that. We'll get into all of that that is A's and Cardinals. 
But Ken Rosenthal, Ken Rosenthal did a piece about the Athletics and the Red Sox coming up here in London. And the way all of our sports are trying to go international. Hockey has already been international. They started out international. We have seen the growth of the NBA in China and really all over the world. And Stan Kasten, who is the Dodgers president, he has seen this firsthand because before he was with the Dodgers, I mean, well before he was with the Dodgers, he was with the Atlanta Hawks. He was with the Atlanta Hawks from 1979 to 1990. And so recently we had the the owners' meetings about a week ago. And he talked about how, can you imagine the NBA without international players? Can you imagine the NBA without jerseys being sold all over China? And now as Warrior fans, we have seen the growth of the Warriors internationally. They're the number one international team going right now. Who would ever thought when Steph Curry was drafted out of Davidson that little kids in China would we be wearing Steph Curry jerseys? Who would ever thought that China Clay, Clay Thompson, would have a shoe? His shoe would be a Chinese shoe where he made like 80-something million dollars off of it. Everybody wants to go international. And I can actually talk about this as someone who has now experienced it multiple times. I've been very, very fortunate to go to Japan with the Athletics twice. Both times against the Seattle Mariners this year, so I recently saw it, and also in 2012. Last season, working for the Raiders, I got to see London and American football and the debate would it work as multiple teams played over there last year, and they have been, the London games, and I got to see the Raiders up against the Seahawks. I think when you see it is when you start to believe it. Because the most, for the most part, we as Americans go, eh, how's that going to work? The dynamic of having a team in another country, Canada, huh, okay, well, they're, they're, they're our neighbors to the north. But look at the time difference. Look at the, how are players and their families and all this kind of the, – the, the, the players' union would never allow – I mean, I've heard this stuff for years. We don't like change. But I, I've talked about it from a football standpoint, and now we'll talk about it from a baseball standpoint. You've got to realize how big, and I mean, London to me, of all the, and I haven't been to every single city around the globe. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, not going to kid you here, but I've been at some big ones and Tokyo's a big one and New York's a big one. And London to me is the best city I've ever been in. And if you had a major league baseball team in London, and you could be the star player knowing how big London is, knowing how the whole to, – to, to be the star baseball player in Europe, I would compare it to 
What would it be like to be the star football player in Europe? When you see what these soccer players make in endorsements, I don't think American players out of the gate, and this this probably won't happen for many, many years, they're not going to make what the soccer guys make. But I can guarantee you this, if I'm a star player in London and people around Europe are watching the game, I may not make what the soccer guys make, but I guarantee you I'm going to make a hell of a lot more than what the guy in Milwaukee makes or Kansas City or Miami or Houston. To be able to tap into that market could be incredible for Major League Baseball. And Stan Kasten said recently, and Stan is also the head of baseball's international committee, the president of the Dodgers. And I think because of his days in the NBA, they've, they've kind of like, hey, you can help us with this because clearly baseball is behind. He said, quote, we know that the future for us includes billions of fans in China and includes billions of fans in India. Increasingly because of the social media and the Internet, And the future because of legalized sports gambling. We are going to have fans all over. And remember, this is a big key. And remember, we have more product than any other sports. More games every day. Legalized sports gambling. We never got into that, Cody, about uh, at Wrigley Field. Can you imagine being able to make bets at the Coliseum? In-game bets at the Coliseum? It's coming. Betting on baseball games at baseball parks around the country is coming. Having it right on your phone is already here. And baseball, like Stan says, and he's dead right, you get people into it. Baseball might be the best in-game betting sport there is because you don't have the action. Like NBA, I've never done NBA, so I I wouldn't even know. I've done only football. But the worst thing about when you bet in-game football, now how about that? I'm talking betting, and usually people would have been, oh, my God, you can't talk betting in baseball. Oh, my God. No, this, this is the president of the Dodgers said this. Rob, Rob Manfred, Rob Manfred the, the commissioner of baseball, is all in. I know our sales guys have been to these conventions. This is going down. It's going to happen. You could be in Vegas. You can be in Tahoe. The in-game betting, problem with that in football, it constantly goes up, goes down, goes up. Not I shouldn't say that. It constantly goes on the board, then off the board. On the board, off the board. Baseball, can you imagine? Pitching coach comes out, that gives you time to assess the situation. Will that runner, will that runner at third, will that runner at second, will they score? Will the pitcher be able to get out of it? How about the pitching change? Think of how much time we, you know when that manager comes out, he's taking the pitcher out. I now have, through the entire commercial break, and getting back to decide in-game whether I want to bet this situation. It's going down. 
It's so funny how baseball still kind of, oh, my God, don't play fantasy baseball. Really? I got the president of the Dodgers talking about legalized sports gambling around the world. Now, I'm not sure how good this game's going to be, having been to Wembley Stadium, and Wembley Stadium from the, as they like to call it, the pitch, is not a very big area, so either right field or left field is going to be really, really short. And one of the gaps is going to be really, really short. So baseball is committed to playing in the United Kingdom this year and next year. Next year's game is going to be the Cubs and the Cardinals. Red Sox president Sam uh, Sam Kennedy, a member of the International Committee, said, quote, I think you're going to see baseball double down on these efforts in the next five to ten years. There you go. Now, you might say, Townsend, do they even, they even, like, care about baseball in Europe? Do the Scots care about it? Do Germans care about it? Do the French? I got some numbers here for you. I think you'll find interesting right here on A's Cast Live. Want to give back to the community along with some of your favorite A's players and front office staff? Through the A's volunteer team, fans can join us in giving back to Oakland and the East Bay. Through your time and energy, fans can earn rewards based on the number of hours spent volunteering. To get started, visit athletics.com slash community. That's athletics.com slash community. Now is the time to secure your own terrace table with seating for two or four people to eat, drink, and cheer the A's right from these amazing new half-moon tables. With awesome in-seat ordering and exclusive discounts, this might be the best seat in the house. So grab your friends, family, or coworkers and come out early for a great day at the ballpark. To learn more about the Terrace and some of the other exciting new ballpark locations, visit athletics.com slash premium today. Free parking, free drinks, and maybe even your favorite A's players flying into your lap. The Field Box is a great way to entertain clients or enjoy a game with your family and friends. Located next to each dugout, now is your time to get in on the action right from the field. To learn more about the Field Box and other premium seating options, visit athletics.com slash premium or call us at 510-638-GO-A's. That's 510-638-4627. 510-638-4627. From sweet plans to single game suites, there's nothing like premium hospitality and athletics baseball. New for the 2019 season, food and beverages are now included in all suites plus options to create a three-game suite plan. Plus, select plans also include an A's Access membership, allowing you to attend every regular season home game. To learn more about A's Suites, visit athletics.com slash suites. That's athletics.com slash suites. If you love chicken pies and a dynamic menu, then you're going to love the chicken pie shop of Walnut Creek. You have to try their world-famous chicken pie dinner, which has been served in Southern California for 80 years. That's a chicken pie shop right off Main Street in downtown Walnut Creek, located at 1251 Arroyo Way. Parking's easy, perfect for events, daily drink and food specials, and best of all, great food. Check out their menu at chickenpieshopwc.com. That's chickenpieshopwc.com, right off Main Street, Walnut Creek. 
Want to take home half of the 50-50 pot? This season, you'll have even more opportunities to test out your luck. The Oakland A's Community Fund will host a 50-50 raffle at every home game in 2019. Tickets are sold from gates opening through the last out of the sixth inning, from raffle sellers, or at the kiosk at Section 217. The winner will be announced in-game and will receive 50% of the jackpot, with the remainder benefiting the Oakland A's Community Fund. Learn more at athletics.com slash raffle. Streaming from the East Bay, A's Cast Live continues with Chris Townsend. I got to tell you, every single time I go to Twitter, it looks like Dave Cavill's doing something new that's incredible. So Rob Bonta yesterday tweeted out, so appreciative of the thorough discussion and votes to pass my we talked about it, the 1191. He called it hashtag AB1191 in Senate Natural Resources Committee. This project will keep the athletics rooted in Oakland and create housing and jobs for all while protecting the economic engine that is the Port of Oakland. Thanks to all who spoke. That's that. And then Cavill, 13 minutes ago, tweets out, Another great collaborative meeting with the State Lands and Bay Conservation and Development Commission on creating amazing public open space at Waterfront Ballpark. The guy's just, he's like one of those great bowlers that he just keeps knocking down every pen. He puts that crazy spin on it and knocks down every pen. Go get him, Dave. When are we going to have Dave on, Commander Cody? Is it going to be uh, tomorrow or Friday for the build? We haven't had him in a while. I know. I'm hoping for Friday. Uh, I talked to his guy, Curtis, and I'm waiting for him to get back to me. Dave's kind of busy, so. Curtis is the man. We'll see when uh, we can get uh, President Cavill on because he's been doing big things in Sacramento. Okay, Bob Melvin coming up here at 2.30. You said something to me during the break that is flat-out unacceptable. It, it is It is so unacceptable that – literally needs to be changed within days. Yeah, I brought up the notion as a major baseball fan that I am that I don't have the MLB network. You work now for a major league baseball team. And I, and I love those. MLB Now is one of my favorite shows. And, and How do you not have the MLB network? Uh, well, I use Sling, and I'm cheap because I don't want to pay for okay, cable. Okay, well, you've gotten a raise, and you, need to, you have to be able to watch. How many times do I send you? I told you I steal from Brian Kinney and MLB Now like you wouldn't believe. How many times do I send you the screenshots of all the great stats that they have? Every day. The, ex- the exit Vila one the other day was great, by the way, with all the, the best exit Vila's on fastballs this year. Like, all that stuff's great. It's just I don't, I don't have the MLB network. I, I well, gotta, yeah, you need, to, you need to switch that up. Yeah, I'm gonna, if, I'm, if I'm buying you a $400 air conditioner, so you're working. My working conditions are favorable, unlike the yes. Mets, yes. So uh, you, need to, uh, you need to up your game because – they provide. They have. They have a. They have research staffs that we cannot be. There's not twenty of us. There's two of us. They got. They like like twenty, thirty guys dedicated to one show. Dedicated to just bringing you everything that is the game of baseball. Well, we're trying to build our research staff. That's why we've had certain people on. And no, you, you get know. you get that now. Uh, all right, I'm gonna. I'll look into it right after the show's over. I'll look into it. See how much it is. So looking into these games. And looking at the numbers, Europe already accounts for 30% of baseball's international consumer products revenue. 
120,000 tickets for the London series sold out almost immediately. 70% of the tickets were purchased by residents of the UK. They dig Americans. I'm telling you. I, I heard all this garbage about, oh, the NFL won't work. I went over there. The NFL. So Raiders, Seahawks, we had like 87,000 people there at Wembley Stadium where the Red Sox and the Yankees are going to play. We go back again this year, Tottenham Stadium. We were supposed to play there last year. wasn't ready. We'll play there this year, different part of London. Wembley Stadium's nice. Like, they've redone it. It's pretty. The restaurant there, I mean, chandeliers. Everybody was in tuxes. I mean, it didn't look like a football game. <laughs> Guys serving you in tuxes. Oh, my God. They had the lobster with the champagne. I was like, man, I'd rather be in there than on the field. But, yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty slick, Wembley Stadium. Since they I, – I heard it wasn't that slick before. But Wembley Stadium, where they're playing, I mean, some of the biggest acts in the history of the globe have performed at Wembley Stadium. So when looking at MLB at bat, which we all have, baseball now broadcasts games in 35 European countries. I mean, it's 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 becoming big business. I mean, for you as a league to not be looking at overseas and even potentially, do we have our man Scott Boris? So check this out. We had Scott Boris on. I simply asked one question about Matt Chapman and his extension. Boris gave us like over two-minute answer, and he started going off about teams actually playing. Major League Baseball teams that will play their game, their home games, not in the United States of America. I think Major League Baseball is going to have a, you just have a market in Japan and Korea that is almost an additional, you know, 180 million people. You may see as many as five franchises. And then you're going to have this time zone. You're going to have a, a trans-Pacific uh, entity to our game. Um, so I, I think we're uh, to have franchises in these areas grow up to be what they should be and that is major components of the league how about that it's the oakland athletics against the tokyo race <laughs> i mean Scott Boris, when he said that, I was like, what's he talking about? Yeah, having like five teams over in Japan, American, league, uh, American major league teams. It's crazy to think how you could schedule it. I've already worked it out how the NFL would do it, like the, Jag the Jaguars. You keep your facility in Jacksonville. You build a new facility in London. So you – you're constantly going to need to try out guys during the season. Well, you don't fly them to London. You keep them there in Jacksonville. And you, you make the team – the team will play like three straight games in London. Then they come back here, and they'll play three straight games here. You you, you would provide housing for the players because everybody's worried about the players and the wives. Hey, hey, if you think this is crazy, what about Montreal and Tampa sharing a team? That's crazy. 
I'll tell you what, right now, if, 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 if I would live in London, London's incredible. I'd live there. I'd give it a shot. I'd live in London over how many? The I'd live in London over Milwaukee. I'd live in London over Minnesota. I'd live in St. Louis where the A's are now. I'm t- One of the great things about London, everybody speaks English. It's not like Tokyo where it's like, oh, there's, a la- there's no language barrier. I have a couple good friends that lived it. They loved it. They lived in London. Their company sent them over for a couple of years. They, they lived there. They loved it. And how about this, what they're doing for the fans? So they're going to have their version of what we would call the Hall of Famer race with, with Ricky and Eck and Raleigh. Uh, the, the, what made it famous was the sausage race in Milwaukee. Now you got the, the, the presidents in Washington. So they put it out there for a vote. And these, the, these are the four that are going to be racing. Winston Churchill, Henry VIII, Freddie Mercury, and the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> That's so good. Now, how about this? So, I want you to remember, soccer isn't, no offense, soccer fans, no offense. There's not a whole lot of scoring in soccer. And the action, eh, there's some great action. Sometimes, eh, not. But there's certain things that happen in baseball that they don't have in their sports that you wonder if this hooks them a little bit. Foul balls. You get to keep foul balls at a Major League Baseball game. You do not get to keep the ball, whatever it's called in cricket. You don't get to keep it. So when the... And we need to get into that, by the way. God, they had the report out today about the the two-year-old girl that got hit in Houston at Minute Maid Park. Oh, boy, it's scary. I'll have to get to that at some point a little bit later. So they'll be able, these balls will go into the stadium. They're going to be able to keep them. And then something that I didn't know about, about the English, I don't know if this is the English Premier League only. Once again, I'm not a big soccer guy. I don't know if this happens in all the other leagues in Europe. But you can't purchase food from your seats from vendors. That doesn't happen to soccer games. You've got to, like, leave your seat, walk up, get the food, come back. So they're going to supply, I guess, a bunch of food for these people to be like, it would be like the first time I saw you could buy beer in the stands. It happened at Yankee Stadium, 1999, when I was on my Hall of Fame trip where we were going to see George Brett, Nolan Ryan, and Robin Yount inducted to the Hall of Fame. And we went to Yankee Stadium, and this guy had this tray. And I know the older A's fans will say, yeah, yeah. My lifetime, that didn't – don't remember that. They outlawed that in California a long time ago. And I remember the guy let – the guy came up to us. He had this tray. You know, he had the belt around his neck that's connected to the tray. And he had beer. And you got four Californians looking at this guy like he's an alien. And I remember when we can buy beer from you. Yeah, the New York. Oh, yeah, yeah, you can buy beer. And I was like, how many per person? You can buy two. 
I said, okay, give me eight and keep coming back. Because, I mean, my entire life buying beer, no matter what stadium I went to, you had to go up and purchase the beer and wait in line. Now the guy's right at your seat. Now we have it back in California. I mean, that, that's the biggest. It's one of the biggest travesty in California baseball history. They took away buying beer from your seats. Yeah, let's take. Hey, you know, I got an idea. Let's get people away from watching the game. What do you say? Let's have them go up to this thing called the concourse and wait in line and not see the action. And, and years ago, a lot of those ballparks, they didn't have TVs everywhere. So you waited in line, didn't get to see the game. Now, I don't know why they got rid of it. There, there may be a good explanation. I don't know. But a guy at 47 years old, that would just, that just have – I think the Padres bought it, brought it back first, then we were the second team. I think it was that last year we brought back beer. You buy beer. Yeah, it was last season. I was 46 years old. How sad is that? 46 years old, first time I could ever buy a beer in my seat at an A's game in my lifetime. I know it used to be here years ago. But, yeah, they don't get to buy food. Can you imagine how they're going to go nuts? They can buy beer in the stands. There at Wembley Stadium, I wish we were all going. You would love it. It's an incredible trip. But playing outside the United States, come on. We've been playing in Mexico. We've been playing in Australia. We've played in China. Obviously in Japan. This is where this thing's going. And once again, legalized sports gambling is going to be huge for Major League Baseball. Boy, that's got to fry Pete Rose. Coming up next, it's the Bob Melvin Show right here on A's Cast Live. Want to add to your collection of A's memorabilia but can't make it to the Coliseum? During every weekend home series, the Oakland A's Community Fund will hold a digital silent auction through the MLB Ballpark app. You can bid on rare memorabilia items, including baseballs, jerseys, bats, game-used equipment, and autographed items. Proceeds from the silent auction benefit the Oakland A's Community Fund and its initiatives in the community. Download the app at athletics.com slash ballpark app. Looking for the latest on the A's minor leagues? One of the latest additions to A's cast is The Farm. A look around the minor leagues with interviews, updates, and profiles on the future A's tearing up the minors. It's time to grab your reserved space in the popular Connie Mack Club. The club space gives your group a private area located in Shy Park Tavern for the entire ball game. The Connie Mack Club features access to outdoor seating and includes a pre-game buffet filled with our highest-end food package. This area of the ballpark is perfect for 30 to 50 guests to kick back, relax, and enjoy the game. For more information about the Connie Mack Club and other group offers, visit athletics.com groups. Looking to understand what makes the A's tick? With weekly shows with manager Bob Melvin and general manager David Forst, now you get the inside scoop into the green and gold. Download A's Cast today or head to athletics.com slash podcast to get started. Now is the time to secure your own terrace table with seating for two or four people to eat, drink, and cheer the A's right from these amazing new half-moon tables. With awesome in-seat ordering and exclusive discounts, this might be the best seat in the house. So grab your friends, family, or coworkers and come out early for a great day at the ballpark. To learn more about the Terrace and some of the other exciting new ballpark locations, 
Visit athletics.com slash premium today. The future is bright in Oakland and the East Bay. 15,000 local youth baseball and softball players are participating in the Future A's program, presented by Kaiser Permanente. The club's new initiative provides complimentary jerseys and hats to local youth baseball and softball leagues. Teams also receive additional benefits and support, including development clinics, tickets to A's games, and more. Visit athletics.com future for more information. Playing in Hero Town? It's only fitting to get your group together to reserve the Budweiser Hero Deck. Located next to the right field foul pole, this awesome new space can hold around 100 people and a bunch of home run balls. With an all-inclusive buffet, now is the time to be the hero of your friends and colleagues by grabbing tickets and a cold one for a great day at the ballpark. For more information about the Budweiser Hero Deck, visit athletics.com premium today. Now back to A's Cast Live. Broadcasting from the town, here's Chris Townsend. The only place that you can get the manager show and the general manager show is A's Cast Live. So here is my conversation with the skipper, Bob Melvin, earlier today from Bush Stadium, Bush the Third. Bob Melvin is brought to you by nestbedding.com. That's nestbedding.com. If you need a bed and you want to buy a bed that's at the right price and from somebody who actually loves the green and gold as a huge fan of this ball club, you need to support my friends at nestbedding.com. Love where you sleep. Here is the Bob Melvin Show. Well, it's Tuesday. That means it's time for the Bob Melvin Show right here on A's Cast Live with the skipper from St. Louis. How are we doing today, Bob? Doing good. A little, little warm here, as you would expect. But, uh, you know, we had a good game last night, so looking forward to a follow-up on that. So how is it for you getting back into the National League game every single year? You don't do it a lot, but obviously in the National League game, there's a lot more moves. Yeah, there are. I mean, there's. It's a little different look, and it, it's fun. Uh, we feel like we have a roster that can can match up. Uh, certainly, we don't have a, a long bench, so you got to make some moves accordingly. And yesterday, we actually had to, you know, have one of our pitchers hit a little bit later in the game, but that's the way it goes sometimes. And um, you know, it is, it is fun to, to to get into these places and 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 go the National League style and. You know you're going to do it several times a year, so uh, this one's on the docket. And I think that you guys all had to feel really good for Stephen Piscotty and the uh, and the really warm reception he got from Cardinal fans. Boy, that I, everybody in our dugout was touched by that. Uh, you know, it was literally a standing ovation, and you don't see very many places where uh, they respond to a visiting player like that. This the fan base here is fantastic. They'll applaud a visiting player doing something well and certainly uh, they understood what he went through and how much he meant to the team when he was here so it was pretty pretty cool moment and I'm not sure how much you got to see of the whole bringing back Albert Pujols for the first time since he last left where they gave him 13 different standing ovations when he came to the plate multiple curtain calls I Bob I really think that only happens in the Midwest I, I don't really see that happening anywhere else it might only happen in St. Louis. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's some of the other places, it's a little bit more 
uh, you know, not as friendly towards towards the visiting team, but this has always been a place that just had such great baseball, great baseball history, and so many good players come through here. They really appreciate it, and you know, it was a cool moment. I can't even imagine what uh, you know the pool hole situation was like, and, and I'm sure that was great as well. But we really felt good for Steven yesterday, and and uh, richly deserved. You know, the Frankie Montas suspension came down after we talked to you last week. We got to talk to David Forst about it the, the actual day it happened. What was that like for you? When did you find out? And, you know, what, what were your thoughts? And, what, and when were you able to talk to Frankie about it? Yeah, I was. I actually found out probably two hours before the release came out. So I did have a chance to speak with him. Uh, he had a chance to speak with his team. Obviously, he was very remorseful. Um, felt horrible, you know, obviously what a great year. He's finally coming to his own and, and having a terrific year and probably our most consistent starter at the time. So it's, it's tough to lose him. It's also, you understand, you feel for the kid. He made a mistake. He admitted to it and, and now he's paying the price. So, you know, we're paying the price as well. Um, he's going to have to get through this year and, and obviously we're not going to see him for quite some time. And if we do, it'll be for a short period of time at the end. Uh, but you have to pay the piper, and, and that's just kind of where he is right now. And, and I think about Frankie from a standpoint of how how good things were going and, and that he knew about it and that you, David, the organization, it really is a weird deal. He knew about it well before you guys. Is, is that is that a standard thing when this happens? Yeah, it is, because then they have a chance to, I guess, you know, kind of plead their case and appeal it or whatever, and – so he knew about it, which is, now that you think about it, it's very difficult it would, to go out there and perform like that, knowing that this was hanging over your head and it was going to come down, but he was able to, to put it away and perform. And, you know, it is what it is. It's uh, You see it probably a few times a year during the season. Baseball is doing the best they can to keep the game clean and, and make it an even playing field. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, if, for, the, for Frankie and, and for us right now, we lose one of our better players and probably our most consistent starter. You know, we know Daniel Mangan's going to go tonight, but do you see this being a multiple cast deal trying to replace someone like Frankie? You know, we'll see how it goes. You know, we've seen Daniel Mangan pitch really w- well here at times. You know, he's a couple years ago he had only two complete games, and when he's confident and pitching well and using all his pitches and getting ahead and count and has some confidence, he can perform really well. So, you know, as we've seen in years past here and last year, how many times we had starters go down, the next man up mentality, somebody else gets an opportunity. And I know Daniel's looking forward to uh, uh, taking advantage of this opportunity, and, and so are we. Isn't it amazing how in a baseball season – where it's a roller coaster ride when you're playing around 500. There's the super, super highs, like you win 10 in a row, and then there's the lows where it seems like they're doom and gloom. And here you are after winning yesterday, Bob. You're just only a game and a half back of that second wild card. What does that say about your ball club, where they are right now at 42 and 38, and they're still in this thing? Right, we're just committed to the process, and and we know we, you know, with the talent level that we feel like we have here, uh, that we can get on a run, and we also know that we have some potentially have some guys coming back later later in the season for us, which will feel like, you know, mid-season trades for us. So, you know, in the in the interim, we're trying to hold down the fort, play better baseball, play a little more consistent, and get as many games over 500 as we possibly can. You know, then you look up at some point in time in September and, and realize where you are and know where the finish line is and play accordingly. So, 
you know, we've been in this situation before. We've been in this situation when, when you know, at the halfway point. Uh, I remember back in 12, we climbed to 500 and ended up winning the division. So nothing's out of, out of the realm at this point. We're, we're, we're still keeping ourselves in a position where we feel like we can have a really good year. How tough is it for you to fill up a lineup card and not have Chris Davis in there? Yeah, it is. I mean, last night was tough, but we also know that, that you know, you have a chance to use him uh, during the course of the game. And, you know, whether it's Chad Pender coming up with a big homer or Chris Davis coming up with a big hit, there's going to be some situations in the game where you can stick him up there and hopefully you get him in a leverage spot like last night. So he's in the lineup tonight, but, you know, in the National League game, there's a bunch of different ways to use guys. I love the fact that in the National League, you use your entire roster and you keep everybody uh, you know, up to speed and getting regular thoughts. It's it's terrific in that respect. Sometimes in the American League, if you have a right-handed lineup and a left-handed lineup, you can get pigeonholed a little bit for a few games where guys don't get at-bats to keep themselves ready. But, um, you know, it's it's we, we do have a pretty deep roster, and last night it showed up even with a guy like Chris Davis coming off the bench. Well, you've been you've been successful in both, le- in both leagues as a manager. Which one do you enjoy more for you? You know what, I, I think the fans do think that the American League game might be a little better in the fact that there's more offense. There's it's not one through nine hitters. seems like in the National League there's a little bit pause down at the end. You try to get through that pitcher spot and back to the top of the lineup, and you know, you're probably going to score runs only in certain parts of your lineup. So I think uh, as a whole, it's it's more of an offensive game. I think that's what fans like as far as, uh, you know, making moves and, and doing things a little bit differently. The National League game is a little bit more fun from a managerial standpoint. Uh, so I, I like the fact that you do have interleague, interleague play and you get to play at both sides. And, uh, you know, I think the fans enjoy it as well. Yeah, I do too. I You know, the, the fact that we only have four two-team markets. And back in the day when I was a kid, we never got to see American League guys in San Diego. I mean, you grew up in the Bay Area, so you you, you obviously got to see both. I, I really do like interleague play because I want St. Louis fans to be able to get a chance to see Matt Chapman or to see Chris Davis and see some of the premier guys in the game. And, and speaking of Chad Pinder, I know what a fan you are of Chad. I mean, how rewarding is that where you give him that opportunity in the fifth inning yesterday and he hits the ball at the ballpark? Yeah, I was actually itching to get him in a game because he had a really good game uh, at home. And, and once he starts to swing the bat well, he's, he's, he's a very productive piece for us. So um, it was good that he came up in a situation with a guy on base and put a good swing on it. He hit it up in that big back land. That's, that's not too many guys go up there, so. Um, when he's swinging well, you try to get him some leverage at bats. It, it just happened to work out that uh, like that last night. But there are very few guys on the team that uh, can give you so many different looks like Chad Pender does, whether it's coming off the bench, whether it's playing the outfield, whether it's playing uh, the infield. Uh, you know, he's a, he's a terrific piece to have on the team, and it showed up again last night. You know, one team we have not seen this year, but we're going to see after the athletics get done with the Angels, is the Minnesota Twins. I'm sure you guys are looking at the Twins. You've looked at them as they're on pace to set the all-time record for most home runs for the year. When you get back home, you're you're going to have a slugfest with the Twins. Yeah, it is. It's boy, you know, they sometimes it's there are several teams or a couple teams, you know, that come out of the out of the pop that that the year before you didn't think really would and. 
you know, if you look up and down the roster and look at the years some of these guys have, and in one through nine, they can hit the ball to the ballpark, man, it's been a terrific run for them. And they're gaining confidence along the way. And you look at the record and you can understand why uh, they feel good about their team. So, yeah, we're, we're going to see them there pretty soon. And they're playing well. I know they beat Tampa last night, so they're on quite a roll. And they're going to be tough to deal with. But, um, you know, we look, we look forward to, to that opportunity. And we look forward to kind of going toe-to-toe with them. Good luck tonight. Good luck against the Angels. And then we'll see you back home next week against the Minnesota Twins. You got it. Thank you, Tony. The Bob Melvin Show brought to you by NestBetting.com. That's NestBetting.com. Love where you sleep. Bob Melvin, how about that? This is where you get the Bob Melvin Show. Okay, what do I have to get to here? Okay, how much? How much, Cody? How much time do I have? We're out at three ten. I'm not used to short shows. I've done four hours. I know we didn't get to buying or selling yesterday. I had a lot of good stuff ready for that. All right, so what time are we doing buying or selling? We, we can try to get to it around 3 o'clock. It'll give us plenty of time to get through it. Okay, so I'm going to – I'm gonna. okay, here, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to update you on netting. I'm going to tell you about the poor little girl in Houston who got hit by the ball. I'm going to tell you about how the Mets may have let the cat out of the bag in some ways and how yesterday was really a historical day – for Liam Hendricks. I will get all that in next right here on A's Cast Live. Want to give back to the community along with some of your favorite A's players and front office staff? Through the A's volunteer team, fans can join us in giving back to Oakland and the East Bay. Through your time and energy, fans can earn rewards based on the number of hours spent volunteering. To get started, visit athletics.com community. That's athletics.com slash community. Now is the time to secure your own terrace table with seating for two or four people to eat, drink, and cheer the A's right from these amazing new half-moon tables. With awesome in-seat ordering and exclusive discounts, this might be the best seat in the house. So grab your friends, family, or coworkers and come out early for a great day at the ballpark. To learn more about the Terrace and some of the other exciting new ballpark locations, visit athletics.com slash premium today. Want to take home half of the 50-50 pot? This season, you'll have even more opportunities to test out your luck. The Oakland A's Community Fund will host a 50-50 raffle at every home game in 2019. Tickets are sold from gates opening through the last out of the sixth inning, from raffle sellers, or at the kiosk at Section 217. The winner will be announced in-game and will receive 50% of the jackpot, with the remainder benefiting the Oakland A's Community Fund. Learn more at athletics.com raffle. From sweet plans to single-game suites, there's nothing like premium hospitality and athletics baseball. New for the 2019 season, food and beverages are now included in all suites plus options to create a three-game suite plan. Plus, select plans also include an A's Access membership, allowing you to attend every regular season home game. To learn more about A's suites, visit athletics.com suites. That's athletics.com suites. If you're a baseball fan and a parent, you've probably had to explain to your kid that a 2-2 count isn't something a ballerina wears. 
As a parent or even a sibling, you may have also had to explain that a makeup game doesn't involve lipstick or mascara. But as a parent and an A's fan, we do hope you know about our new A's stomping ground. This awesome space is open and waiting for you. From awesome new games for kids to interactive activities, the A's stomping ground is right for you and your family. So the next time the kids want to know what a sandwich pick is or who got that 2-2 pitch, you will know it's time to go to a ball game and visit the A's stomping ground, a free area in right field for kids and families. Visit athletics.com slash stomping ground to learn today. That's athletics.com slash stomping ground. Now back to A's Cast Live. Here's Chris Townsend. All right, the details about the poor girl who got struck by the foul ball on May 29th at Minute Maid Park. Two years old, she suffered a skull fracture and had a seizure. Can you imagine as a parent, you're bringing your two-year-old to a game? She had a subdural bleed. She had subdural bleeding, brain contusion, brain edema, and something I don't even know how to pronounce. Some type of test on the brain, and that was on medication to prevent further seizures. They have retained an attorney. But, of course, since 1913, every ticket to a Major League Baseball game has included a disclaimer saying that the holder of the ticket assumes all the risk inherent to the game, called the baseball rule. It has made it nearly impossible for fans to in, for fans injured at games to successively sue teams or Major League Baseball. We are now up to three teams, White Sox, Nationals, Dodgers, now all going to do netting to the foul pole. And I guarantee you, everybody's going to follow suit. I mean, for the Dodgers, last year they had a woman die being hit, and they had another person recently hit. I mean, at some point, yeah, you're protected by this rule, but when the other teams are doing it and you don't do it, it's not going to be a good look if people are still getting hurt. And according to ESPN, Major League Baseball fans support installation of more safety netting at ballparks by an overwhelming majority of 78 to 22. What really is the 22% thinking? And what is their rationale? You know, speaking of being in Tokyo, have seen it. They have it foul, foul pole to foul pole all the way around. Didn't change the game at all. You get used to it in two seconds. Some people just don't think. Oh, I've, I, I've heard. And a couple, couple friends of mine in the business, in the media business, were like, get off your phone and watch the game. And it's like, oh, my God, sports media guy, you're so stupid. These balls are coming in at 100-plus miles an hour. It doesn't matter if you're on your phone or not. 100-plus miles an hour. Do you know how fast that ball gets on you at 100 miles an hour, even if you're just sitting there watching the play? 
and just to put your hands up to block it can break your hands? People, we need netting. We Everybody needs it. It's about the safety of the fans, and in the end, it's not going to change how you consume the game. I'll tell you what could be changing how you can consume the game. And we didn't have a lot of time to get into it yesterday. But the New York Post, when they put out this deal, and, and I can't wait to ask David Forrest about this. Because it, it, is this, okay, is the cat being let out of the bag with some organizations? Because MLB rules stipulate that players and coaches cannot use cell phones anywhere during a game. And I, I guarantee you Rob Manfred is not happy about this report out of the New York Post. That Brody Van Wagenen, the brand new GM, was calling into the clubhouse to a trainer and saying, you tell Mickey Calloway to remove Jacob DeGrom from the game. Which then, supposedly, Mickey Calloway then did exactly what was said. Nowhere in professional sports and the big four are management ownership allowed to make on-field ice court decisions during the game? You're not going to see Joe Lacob, who's sitting on the sidelines, the opposite sidelines of the Warriors, yelling at Steve Kerr saying, take him out, put that guy in. Can't do it. Now, that's ownership, right? I mean, we know about George Steinbrenner. We know about Charlie Finley doing that stuff years ago. You can't do it in modern-day sports. Look at the whole Boston Red Sox with, with the Apple phone. This stuff is frowned upon. And I think it's a horrible look for the game. As we're trying to grow this game, right? As I, I went through the whole thing about, hey, London, hey, we're trying to an international game. I don't think it will be good for Major League Baseball and the commissioner's office to have fans. Fans already know how involved front offices are. And a lot of fans don't like it. Well, then how do you think those fans are going to feel if they start to believe that, Guys, you don't know who they are. You don't know where they're sitting. You don't know what their actual job title is. You, but but they're telling the manager what to do from whatever box they're in. I, I personally think that's bad for the game. First of all, in, in baseball rules, it's illegal. But if that's the belief that people start to have, that there's guys, could be male or female, uh, sitting up in the GM box and secretly telling the manager what to do. It's one thing to suggest what the lineup should be, what if you get in certain situations, what pitching matchups you should go with. 
but actually being able in live time to tell the guy in uniform what to do will be awful for the game. You want to talk about lack of trust right now. I know doing the postgame show, people hate hearing it. Like, I don't like the fact that they're telling him what to do. Now, this has been happening in all sports. The fact where the front office is a part of in-game decisions. It's happening in all sports. I talk about it all the time. But if you're telling me that GMs are secretly, hey, put a trainer. Because, for example, Bob Melvin gets thrown out of a game. Back in the day, used to be able to hide in the tunnel and tell people what to do. Bobby Valentine put the fake mustache on and win the dugout, right? Ah, it was cute. Now they got people, they got baseball people around. It's a total no-no. Bob has to stay in his office. Can you imagine if there's a lackey somewhere in the clubhouse and the front office is able to say, tell him to pinch hit this guy in this situation? And then the guy goes down to whoever the manager is and says, hey, uh, so-and-so GM wants you to pinch hit this guy in this situation. It'll be a look for baseball fans that there'll be like a revolt. They already don't like what's going on. They don't like the fact that the guy in uniform they feel is not making all the calls. The traditional baseball fan already doesn't like that. At some point, from a business standpoint, I understand we're all about winning games. That's all that matters, wins and losses, wins and losses. But the the minute you start thinking that the people in uniform don't matter – From a standpoint other than players, that's a bad deal. Let me give you a positive before we get to buying or selling. And normally you wouldn't think this is a positive. Does anybody know what yesterday was the anniversary of? June 25th. What happened last season on June 25th? I don't have last year's Bible in front of me, my scorebook, so... I couldn't tell you, but luckily I have Commander Cody's notes, and I know what it is. June 25th, 2018 is the day the A's DFA'd Liam Hendricks. Everybody was like, good riddance, see you later. Ah, the Australian, it was cute while it lasted, goodbye. Little did we know that Liam Hendricks... Would not leave the organization. He would go to AAA. And as he has told us on this show, start really getting into long toss, started throwing harder, started just just pitching with conviction and believing in his fastball. Comes back up last year. Becomes the opener in September for the Athletics and started the wild card game at Yankee Stadium. Now he's 3 and 0 with a 1.45 ERA. That's 53 Ks and 43 and a third innings. 
He's your best reliever. So one day ago, so one day ago last year, June 25th, Liam Hendricks was DFA'd. Didn't want him. Now he's your best reliever. Is that a pretty good story? Let's get to buying or selling. It's time for buying or selling. Sell, sell. Right now with Chris Townsend on A's Cast Live. All right, Tony, we had some good stuff that we didn't get a chance to get into yesterday. But one of the things actually happened today that I, I showed you a video of earlier, and I'm going to bring it up right now. Buying or selling, we will see Angels phenom Shohei Otani pitch again this season. I remember Otani had Tommy John surgery last year on October 1st, but he was a, uh, he was the AL Rookie of the Year, if you remember, and he's posting great numbers as a hitter in the lineup as a DH for the Angels. He threw a bullpen session today. He looked okay. I didn't get to see all the video from the footage they put up, but buying or selling Otani will pitch this season for the Angels. Why would you even ask that question? He's, he's throwing a bullpen today. He's in Tommy John protocol. Tommy John protocol now is 12 to 14 months. He had surgery at the end of the season. There's no chance he pitches this year. Yeah, I'm just saying. It's a little. I'm, just, I'm great. It was great to see him throwing again. I was wondering maybe he'll be back. Tommy John protocol is. They're erring more on the side now of 14 months. So it, it, it all. They they do not deviate from the procedure and the protocol of what there is no like and I've mentioned all the time like AJ Puck AJ Puck's throwing 98 down a side it doesn't matter there is a they've put together a whole protocol of what you do once you go under the knife and they do not deviate so there's not a chance you're going to see him this year Okay, well, it'll be exciting when he does come back because he was really good last year. He went 4-2 with a 3-1 ERA as a rookie. He's literally one of the greatest players you've ever seen. Do you think he should be one of the guys that he should just stick to one or the other and not do both? No, I think he's fun. I think he needs to hit, I, you know, because you're going to push pool holes out, and he needs a DH in the days. He just DH. Even DH the day he pitches. I, I'd like to see that happen. I'd want to see him DH Dude, the day. He's a full-on, legit offensive player. He has the ability to hit 40. He literally is one of the only players in the history of baseball that has the ability to hit 30 to 40 home runs and win 20 games. Yeah. And he's modern-day Babe Ruth. That's what I say. He's probably the best switch hitter or dual player since Babe Ruth. And we have another guy coming up with the Rays and Brandon McKay, who is a, guy, a left-hander who plays first and can pitch. So we can see another version of an Otani and Babe Ruth coming up. But so. Otani, though, is is this isn't just a pitcher. This, this is this guy is like stuff that he could be one of the best guys in the game. Oh, I don't I don't doubt that at all. And I'm not saying Brandon McKay from the Rays is going to be like that, but he's going to be a guy that could be serviceable because you know the Rays are good at finding the maximizing talent with anyone. All right, buying or selling number two, Zach Granke is the best hitting pitcher in baseball. Granke hit his third home run the other night off off of Clayton Kershaw of all people. Granke now has nine career home runs. But remember, he spent his first seven years in Major League Baseball with the Royals, where he didn't get to hit as much as he would in the National League. Kershaw has never allowed a home run at home, and he's only allowed five home runs as uh, five home runs to a pitcher. Can you name the other? Well, it's three because one guy did it twice. Well, Madison Baumgartner's gotten him a couple times. That's twice, so you need two more. Uh, pitchers who have gone deep on 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 Grinky. One of them is a former A. 
I have no idea. Uh, that'd be Brandon Woodruff of the Brewers and Tyson Ross. Tyson, Tyson Ross, Ross got it what, when he was, what, a Padre? Yeah. Wow. So, Granke is now uh, homing off of two Cy Young winners. That's um, Kershaw and Cliff Lee. He, only him and Don Drysdale were the only two pitchers to ever have hit multiple home runs off multiple Cy Young winners. Buying or selling, Zach Granke is the best hitting pitcher in baseball. Okay. I mean, he is a terrific athlete. I mean, that's the one thing. It's like people looked at him as a shortstop. And uh, what's he hitting right now? Like, I think it's like 223 or something on the season. So, he is a, he is a decent average as a pitcher. I mean, he'd probably rather hit than throw a no-hitter from what we've heard. Yeah, that uh, that whole thing was uh, funny when he said that. He just, just doesn't care. I, I don't buy that, but Granky is a weird dude from what I heard from other people, so he probably would rather hit home runs than throw a no-hitter. All right, buying or selling number three. We talked about home runs yesterday, and we brought up Christian Yelich, how he's on pace to hit 60 home runs. Christian Yelich, buying or selling, Christian Yelich will be the first player since Barry Bonds to hit 60 home runs in a season. Yelich right now has 29 homers. And he's hitting 342. He's currently on pace for 60 home runs, as we said yesterday. And he's only he's on pace to only play in 147 games, where guys like Bellinger are on pace to play 162. Buying or selling, he will hit 60 home runs for the first time since Barry Bonds. I want to buy it. And the reason why I want to buy it, because remember with Giancarlo Stanton, is all of a sudden I want to see him hit over 61. And then that's what we bring in the we bring in the hey, is this really the record? Because those guys were juiced. This guy's not juiced. Is this the right? I, I would like the debate, especially for Ace Cast Live. Uh, speaking of Giancarlo Stanton, put on the IL again with another injury. He got hurt yeah. last night, taken out. So I'm back on the IL. All right, buying or selling number four. What it's all said and done, Christian Yelts will be the best player the Marlins ever traded away. Here's a list of guys that they've traded away that I could think of off the top of my head Giancarlo Stanton, Chris Paddock, Marcelo Zuna, JT Romuto. Miguel Cabrera, Adrian Gonzalez. Buying or selling, Yelich will be the best player the Marlins ever traded away. You're, you're forgetting some guys. Uh, Josh Beckett, Hanley Ramirez. Mike Piazza. Piazza. There's a lot of guys they traded away. but these Gary are guys, Sheffield. I was playing a little recency bias with some of the guys. Like Mike Lowell should be on there. Gary Sheffield. Dontrell Willis. Yelich will be the best player. I will uh, I'll sell that. And I'll go Miggy, Miguel Cabrera. So that's what I said. That's well, if I, if you were going to sell it, I'd say that if you if I was ever asked, I'd say it'd probably be Cabrera. The guy has over 500 home runs. He's a career like 320 hitter, and he's having a bad last couple of years. And you know the Twins are. Er, he doesn't have 500 home runs yet. He doesn't. I thought he did. Nah, he's still in the uh, four. But but his is he's he's truly one of the great right-handed hitters of all time. I mean, he's going straight to the Hall of Fame, but. Yeah, he's got 469. Okay, so he's so he's th- 31 homers away, and he's been and bad the, only, the last it, few years. And, and the thing is, it's like, okay, how old is Yelich? Yelich is, I think, 27, 28. I mean, he's got a long way to go. I mean, right now, Miggy's sitting on 469 home runs, 1,665 RBIs. He's got a career 940 OPS. Yelich has been good the last two years, but he's got a long way to go to catch Miggy. So I think I'm gonna. I I think my bet will stay for a long. Can Yelich be better, long term? Maybe. But I think I got a good case with Miggy. All right, this will be the last one in buying or selling. I can I thought of this yesterday after looking at the rookie class that's going in baseball right now. Buying or selling. This is the best rookie class we have ever seen. Here's some of the guys that are rookies: Vlad Guerrero Jr., Michael Chavis of the Red Sox, Fernando Tatis Jr., 
literally every Dodgers player that's hit a home run over the weekend. Uh, Pete Alonso, Brandon Lau from the Rays, Chris Paddock, Austin Riley, Eloy Jimenez, Christian Walker, who's having a nice year for the Diamondbacks, Victor Robles, Brian Reynolds, Kevin Newman, Nick Senzel, Jordan Alvarez, Mike Soroka, John Meads, Griffin Canning are just some of the guys I thought of. Now, some of the other good rookie classes were 2015 with Chris I'm glad Bryant. you're bringing that up because I'm trying to think. Like 2015, you had Chris Bryant, Carlos Correa, Kyle Schwarber, Corey Seager, Noah Syndergaard, Francisco Lindor, Lance McCullers Jr., and Michael Conforto. And then 2006 had Verlander, uh, Russell Martin, Hanley Ramirez, Matt Cain, Cole Hamels, Papelbon, Nick Markakis. Find your selling that this is the best rookie class we've ever seen. You are very recently biased, right? Going right now, because I mean, I mean, what? 2012 at Harper and Trout. Well, what about in the 70s, in the 60s, in the recency bias, Tony? <laughs> I mean, something like, like I, I'd have to. I, I'd have to call my dad and ask him who played back then. There were rookies I could think of. Yeah. Facts. I mean, you know, when did who came up with Mays? Who came up with Ricky? Who came up with Ted Williams? Who came up with those guys? We'd have to like see. I mean, what if he had like a rookie class that's like uh, Bob Feller, Ted Williams, Joe I'm DiMaggio? Just, I'm just amazed that you went against your guy Austin Riley. I mean, I know you're a big Austin Riley guy, and he's in this rookie class. It, it is a tremendous amount of rookies. I think there's no question. How much is Juice Ball playing to that? Well, so the Pete, Pete Alonzo is now the, the the greatest Met home run hitter ever. Uh, like the last three guys, Soroka, uh, Griffin Canning, and John Means are all pitchers. Soroka having a great year at the Braves. John Means, the only guy in the Orioles system that's major league, triple, double, single, rookie, whatever you want to call it. He's the only pitcher that's probably worth having. He's having a great year at an era under three, which no Oriole pitcher has an area under four, I don't think. And then we've seen Griffin Cannon pitch a few times for the Angels. So I think this rookie class is really talented, but you're right. I. I'm too much playing too much recency bias here because I, I don't know who was good when Hank Aaron came up or how good that class was with Don Drysdale. I, don't, I couldn't even tell you who was a rookie of Chipper Jones. I, I mean, I was like five years old when Chipper came up, but still. Yeah, what year did he come up? Uh, I want to say like 90. Was that 94? No, because he's my age. So he would have. Oh, it would, you know, it would have been around there because he would have been the first round pick in 1990. We graduated high school at the same time. Who came up and who came up with Chipper Jones? That's what I mean. I don't who know. Came, who came up with King Griffey? Yeah. Who came up with uh, Bonds and McGuire? Are we allowed to say those names, or is that still like? I have no problem. With okay. That. Yeah. Who came up with? Like, well, Bonds was a pirate rookie, so he was the best rookie that I've ever seen on tape of. Going not, back. Not Andy Van Slyke? No, not Andy Van Slyke. Not Andrew McCutcheon. Not any of those guys. Not the great Andy Van Slyke? Really? Andy was great. What Andy, about Bobby Bo? Smoking Jim Leland in the dugout, smoking cigarettes. I thought the Isles thought that was great. Smiley, Doug Drayback, the great pirate teams. Yeah, well. Bell the shortstop. We're really, we're really going back in time here because, you know, I've only seen the win, have three winning seasons in my 30 years of life. Did you even see those teams? They were terrific teams. I was I was born in 88, so I would have been like four the last time they made the playoffs with Bonds. And then I waited 20 years for them to be good. And then my first year living here in California, they make the playoffs three straight years. I never could go. Three Rivers Stadium in Pittsburgh. Great. Uh, I've been there. Great. I went to see them play the Expos. Uh, every time I went with my grandfather, they always played the Expos. 
And the Expos back in the day were legit. That's when they had Vlad. I mean, Wait. This, is, this is after they had Larry Walker and Pedro. This is when they had Vlad. So you you, you never saw the real Expos. No, I saw Vlad and, like, Tony Armas Jr. It was, like, oh, the you missed out on Tim Raines and Andre Dawson and, and, and uh, uh, Gary Carter. That's when the Expos yeah. were. And the Expos were really good, right? Expos were phenomenal, right, when the, the strike hit 94. All right, that is going to do it for A's Cast Live, but don't worry. We're hearing we could have a little rain delay theater. We'll be back. But I'm going to have A's Total Access coming for you in just a few moments. And we'll uh, throw it to Alex Jensen and A's All Night right here on the A's. I was going to say the radio network. No, it's A's Cast Live. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.